Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Celeste Barber, great, Janet Jackson, Nasty Boys, great song. You like to go to Kids Bop Kids, that's their Sammy Hagar I'd go to. I went to see the Doobie Brothers. I'd probably go again. Good old Whitney Cummings. Yeah. Train and Ario Speedwagon. There's so many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Wow. That is a good, that's a good deal. You got to yep. visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. What is it? Livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Okay, Vanessa Bayer is today. Vanessa Bayer. What a lovely girl. Um, mm -hmm. We had a great time with her. She's an SNL uh, vet from not not very long ago. She just- No, she had a great she just run. just took off. Like a lot of people started as a feature, moved up to the main cast and just created a lot of indelible, wonderful characters. Her, her uh, Laura Parsons, the, who acts out like adult movies. She does a lot of childlike things in such yeah. a funny way. Her Miley Cyrus is hysterical. Yes. And um, she's just really, really sweet. And um, she, you know, she talks a bit she, in her new show, she talks about surviving childhood leukemia. So there's right. a seriousness to it and how it affected the rest of her life. And so in this new show, it's a, I, I love, love you that for, that. for you. It's about Oh yeah, that. I thought it was, I love you for that, but it's, I love that for you. I love that for you. I, I wrote it down because it is one of those on Showtime. So she's adorable and talented. And this was a really, really fun podcast. Yeah, I saw that. And then she comes in and Molly Shannon, the great Molly and Shannon. Molly and Shannon and her together. Yeah, so, so. that's a score. I have to tell you, uh, you know, off- off the record, my I, Dana, <laughs> the record I cram the I cram these things in. This is just a quick story. Okay, I told Dana the other day that I auditioned for the Monkees. He wanted to find out what happened. So the Monkees is a band. Oh, I I knew I was <laughs> I was in that air. I'm a believer. I couldn't yeah, leave. Yeah. I mean, I knew they weren't the Beatles, so but I'm I was watching you, that show every Dana, night. I just got the numbers, and our crowd is four to seven year olds. That's our big demo that listens to this podcast. So the it went from two to five to four to seven. <laughs> yeah, so we're going up. We're getting more mature. So so you, so you they reboot it. They reboot the and monkeys. And they want you maybe to play. Right when I move out here, I'm just oh, starting stand up. I'm staying with Kevin. I'm staying with you maybe at that point. Uh, or mm -hmm. the funny boys, uh, Jim and Jonathan on their couch. So I'm barely here. I'm back and forth to Phoenix. Oh, you just arrived. Scottsdale, yeah. So yeah. Bud Friedman- okay. Uh, the legendary Impress. owner of the improv. Yeah. Sees me do a few spots, lets me stand. I'm probably 20. He goes, David, they're doing a monkeys re reboot or something. Yeah. They never call it a reboot. They're going to do the monkeys again. It's called the new monkeys. I go, oh yeah? <laughs> and he goes, you should get, I could try to get you an audition for that. He goes, you look young. You look like you're 15. I go, oh yeah. I go, but the only thing is I skateboard, but I don't play, um, you know, I don't really sing or, he goes, it doesn't matter. These shows are like all fake. You just go in there and they have someone do it for you and it's all lips. I go, oh, well, such a okay. nice man, yeah. bud. He goes, I'll get you in. I go, all right. I have to drive back to LA and I have to fly back on Southwest to do it. And I go to Warner Brothers and I go to some trailer. It's not mm -hmm. quite as glam as you see okay. in the movies. So this dusty trail looks like a school trailer. And they're like, next. So... <laughs> All these kids are there and they have cattle all- Cattle call. Yeah, cattle call. Cattle call. That's what they call it. Textbook cattle call. Yeah. 
I go in, they all look like me, and they're all little squirts. They're all fucking. Oh, I love it. Don't you love it when you go to audition and you see, I see all guys with weak chins? <laughs> I'm like, everyone in here is a Bunch weak chin. Spades. Why am I in here? Yeah. It's and they're all like, but some cool, like, band looking dudes, you know? So I walk in, I literally sit down, and he goes, So, looking at your, uh, your comedian? I go, Yeah, yeah, pretty fucking funny if you go by the world. <laughs> and he goes, So, what uh, instrument you play? And I go, um, Tambourine. I don't, uh, don't play an instrument. He goes, Hmm. Uh, you sing? And I go, no. And he goes, what are you doing here? And I go, well, and he goes, do you know what this is? I go, it's the monkeys. It's all pretend. And he goes, well, you sing and play good. Well, they learned, well, the real you? monkeys learned to play their instruments later. They had such a chip on their shoulder. They learned it and went out and toured and played all the instruments. But the initial, <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. But you of know? course, I look like the biggest asshole in the world. And he goes, so why would you come in? And I go, I, I skateboard. And he goes, well, this isn't the X Games. Well, who gives a fuck? So <laughs> who is your agent at this point? I know, it was Bud Freeman. <laughs> oh, it was Bud he Freeman. just told me to go in. I, yeah. I didn't have an agent. Take I go, it outside. So yeah. then I fucking cab back to the airport, back to Southwest going, I feel like I nailed it. You were the surfer, yeah. skateboard, teen idol Got look me back then. So. Yeah. Hey, so here we go. Here's <laughs> Vanessa Bayer. <laughs> Where, oh, there she is. Is that her? That's her, yeah. I showed up a minute late like a little princess. Jeez, Meg Markle's finally here. She's <laughs> good. Good Lord, where's, uh, where's, where's Chuck? Where's the big-eared guy? With, can... Oh, here's my microphone. Sorry, Vanessa, I'm new. Um, do I need a microphone? So this is David's first, first podcast. Vanessa is first time <laughs> hosting a podcast right now. And you are, you have a Broadway video sweatshirt. I had this on today and I thought I'll keep it on. Yeah. For those uh, of go, you at home. Go, go team. Dana, what's Broadway video? Uh, for those of you at home who don't know, Broadway video is uh, sort of a production company started by um, uh, a man, a gentleman by the name of Lorne Michaels, a Canadian gentleman. And um, they sort of do all kinds of uh, uh, activity and uh, television shows. That's all I got. You know, David, when you get your check for Coneheads, if it says Broadway video, don't be frightened. It's still going to clear. David, uh, uh, Dana, if you're going to interview Vanessa, <laughs> re remember to be very clear. Uh, uh, be very, very brief uh, and be, be on point. Thanks, Lauren. Call you soon. Uh, I like, uh, really love you. Uh, talk to you later, Lauren. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. That's all I got. Mic drop. Let's get some house... Let's get housekeeping. Do you want me to record on QuickTime? Greg? I haven't heard about QuickTime since I watched little porn clips when I, when I was like 22. I had Quick Chips. Remember Quick Chips from 1962? No, you youngins don't no. remember. In my day, we had Quick Chips. Vanessa, we're no. going to let you talk in about a half hour. Just hang tight. Oh, I can't. I can. <laughs> we're really self-involved. We're horrible hosts. <laughs> I, I want to tell you guys, I, well... I, I have to, I was just on a um, plane. I'm in New York now. I was just on a red eye. I, that's oh, not what I had to tell you. Great no, but news. I, I love, but I, I love just, plane stories. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and anyway, I slept a little, whatever. But um, I was thinking about just now I was like getting ready for this. And I, I didn't need to tell you at all that I was just on a red eye. I that's not part of the story, actually. But I was thinking about how <laughs> okay. excited I was to do this because I really love both of you so much. And I just want to say like, Aww. I 
truly like you're two of my favorite like comedians and actors. And I just like just thinking about getting to do this with you and how influential both of you were like, I just am so happy to be doing this. Let's end it there. Yeah, I think this is great. So, I think thank this- you for having me. <laughs> We're yeah. going to take a quick break now with our sponsor. <laughs> That's been Vanessa. She got Bear. the cue card we sent her. That's so nice. Right back at you. You know what I thought about you because it's okay to be nice and sincere in 2022. I think because we, uh, I when I thought about you and I hosted the show, I thought, damn, she's like an incredibly nice person. Like literally, uh, that's kind of. Was I mistaken? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I really. Give I mean, it I like the whole cast too, but uh, <laughs> no. But I remember you, you Fred. Arn- they're all that cast was great. But anyway, love. Fred. Yeah, but no, I, I, uh, I hope that I am a nice person. But even even if I was like a real a real n- nasty monster, I still meant what I said about you guys. That's nice. Now, Vanessa, we have it, we re- have it recorded and it'll be on a tape loop. So we're going to, we're going to work that on Instagram. We were Thank wondering you. just quickly, who is the biggest pitch in the show again? I think you were uh, <laughs> just quickly. <Who's> the- <laughs> just, who, did, who did you, who, did you hate someone on 8H? Yeah. You don't have to say the name, but was there someone you go, man, I hate that fucking person. It, like, it, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm in kidding. general. You have to- no. <laughs> She's like, eight people came to mind. She's like, well, let me whittle this <laughs> I was down. I going to start going through a list for you. No, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I think uh, you guys have a, had a good little squadron there when you were there. And uh, I think you came on in 2010. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And you had a pr- pretty long run, it says. And uh, someone asked me at TMZ at the airport the other day, literally, they're like, <laughs> you know, and he goes, is everyone uh, leaving too quickly? Uh, I think Pete's been there for eight years and Kate's been there for 10. I'm like, too quickly. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I, I stayed like six. I think I think Farley and Sandler were five. I, I go, they go, why did people leave? I go, because it's a mental and physical beating every day. Yeah, yeah. I I I was there for seven and I think Kate mm-hmm. and AD were there for 10. That's a lot. Cecily's been there for 10. Yes. I mean, Keenan's been there. He Keenan was, was there seven years Lorne. old when we were there. Yeah, Keenan predated Lorne. He was there <laughs> he with a different there. in 1971. And there was a whole different. It was called SNL Nights, and I can't remember who the producer was. It <laughs> might was have been actually a young Rodney Dick Allen Cavett. Rippey. Dick Cavett was the producer of SNL Nights in 71, and Keenan was the number one cast member. That's all. Oh, I, wow. Oh, we'll wow. let you talk now. But um, why, <laughs> I, if we're talking about cast members, it's kind of interesting because you it changed a lot for you. I had the same, and then I had the bad boys come in, you know, Spade being one of them, Farley, yeah. San, uh, Sandler, and uh, Rob Schneider. So you started as a feature player, and you had Zeth and Bobby Moynihan, Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis, and then she's... Cecily Strong or Cecily? Cecily Strong came. Cecily. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Cecily, Kate, and AD came like my third year. And I knew AD from Chicago. Okay. And she was a good friend of mine. So that was like incredible. But all of them are were so great and by the way i have like if you look it up it says i have the record for the woman who was there the longest Mm -hmm. because i was there seven seasons but they were all there the whole time with you (laughs) and seasons so it just hasn't been updated yeah, right. I read that about you, and it said a hundred, not true, a hundred and forty nine episodes in seven seasons. So that means you had episodes where you went past twenty shows a season. Well, yes, exactly. It's a technical. It was a technicality that I had was the most shows because 
other women had been there for seven seasons, but they, their seasons just weren't as long. Is as that Maya? Mine. Right. I think it's Maya. I think it's Maya. Maya. I'm going to call you the champion. The I don't think I'd be out of place to call you the champion of a Saturday Night Live episode quadrants or whatever. Dana, do you know how many shows or years you did or how many shows actually? I was just I was just shy of seven years, David. Thank you for asking. We'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> this is not about me. No, I was. It was. I was as close. There was a strike, so I only ended up with like a hundred and thirty episodes. But it was basically seven seasons. So, so yeah. I think that's a good yeah. run. Uh, seven. What was it? Yes. What what did anything in specific participate your departure? Since all your bandmates, a lot of them were staying. Yeah. Well. A couple. Th one. The main thing was seven years was the contract, as you know. Oh. Right. It was probably the con. Was it the contract when you were there? No, maybe not. I think five. It was five. Yeah. Five. Okay. Mm. It was seven for us, and I just scam. couldn't envision an eight scam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our my second or third year. I think my third season, the pay went up, Ooh. and it was the first time it had gone up since like you guys were there. Mm -hmm. So it was like wait without you asking it went up it just sort of bumped. It I think they realized that meaning meaning the pay for everybody that like set rate that you mm -hmm. get like you get a certain amount your first year it like stayed the same since like I think the 90s and then eventually in like 2012 they were like maybe we should add to this a little because of inflation. A few pennies. <laughs> So you were with you had three roommates. You couldn't afford an apartment. So then you got down to two roommates. Yeah, it was cool. We got paid not well. Uh, Vanessa, just on the side note that we all, you know, I think no one has leverage when they get hired because no one's famous. No one has any. Right, you just right, say, right. I'll sign on the dotted line. And then the last year we got all tough and Farley and Adam and I asked for a raise and we said we were not coming back to the show. Can you believe how crazy we were? That's and Lauren goes, that's fine. <laughs> and we go wait no we're like not coming back show will collapse he goes no i think it'll no, stay uh have you met will ferrell he's yeah he's, he's, all, he's always coming good. in and i was like i didn't know he was such a home run hitter but he's always like, good we didn't we, we actually backed ourselves into a corner because we didn't know what to do we were like wait are they not gonna do anything and we don't go i mean and then i think he talked to bernie brillstein uh, this is how old we are and bernie um the, met him uh, in santa the middle. claus superstar talent okay. manager okay. he just said give them half of what they want and let's just go and that's good it was something and then those guys left i guess got fired i, I didn't know sandler and farley got fired till a year ago i think really yeah did you know that I kind of heard about it, but I didn't really understand what happened. That it could be possible. <laughs> yes. But also, it, yeah, it was just confusing because it seemed like they were so beloved, but stuff was happening with the network or something. I think they wanted to, to start over. Like, let's get new people. In. I don't know. It, it seems dumb. I, I thought they were both doing so well in movies. They just left and it made perfect sense. Yeah. N nothing. Yeah. I don't think anything at SNL... The culture of it would be you're called in and someone tells you, by the way, you can get your things and leave the building. Yeah, I think it's, it's like just a game of tell. It's, it's like a site. cast member telling right. you, oh, I think you're fired. That's true. <laughs> it's a slow motion thing. It's like SNL. You never quite know what's going true, on. Maybe it's by design. True. Where's my desk and what am I doing? Well, how, did, how, was, how did you land on that when you first got there? That's such a good point because it's like they probably don't even know. Like Adam <laughs> yeah. probably doesn't really know exactly Cause you sort of hear, and then it's like through reps and then there's like, yeah, 
Yeah. You're right. You're Rumors right. Nobody and then, knows. And it's then never suddenly, like, let's have a talk. Can you come to my office? And you're like, oh. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's just not working out. It's just, it, with us, it was Marcy Klein or Shoemaker going. Uh, right. Totally. Going. And you'd yeah. see people running out of Lauren's office with it, in tears, just <laughs> grabbing their script. <laughs> I don't know. I anyway. remember Erin uh, Maroney, this this uh, girl that worked for Lauren, she used to come down and poke her head in my office and go, Lauren's really mad at you. And then she'd run off. And I'd go, well, he's mad at me? But it was so easy to get me going because it made sense. Because he could be mad about they anything. Said, they said, Lauren, Lauren really likes you. And that was scarier. Lauren really like He does? Oh, so Vanessa, so, I'm going to get into some SNL stuff because Dana's obviously. I I on, didn't do my something. research. No, I actually. Um, I've done you, a little edible. If you've ever been to the market for a new home, you know how home shopping can be, and that can be a lot. There's so much you don't know, and so much you actually do need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? Good question. What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Maybe it is. Why can't it? Guess what? It is. Now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better, hold on. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listing and sales history. Wow. That sounds good. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information. All at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You yes. don't know this, but you start in 2010. Right. And I'm going to go through a couple of things with you. Okay, I'll take you, it. Were you... Okay, first we're going to go back to when you... It says, because we're going to talk about your show name, and Dana and I argued, it's either called, hang on, Dana, I love you for that, or I love that for you. Um, well. Or wrong. It's, I was going to say, it's, it's I love that for you. Oh, we both missed it? But it, do, it makes sense you'd be confused because it used to, well, initially it was called Big Deal, and then we changed it to I, I love this for you. Right. And then Showtime did like research because they were like, we're not sure that's the phrase. And the more common phrase is I love that for you. So honestly, I feel like any any collection of those kinds of words. Yes. Is, right? is, does that sort of sound is it supposed to be condescending when people say that? Yeah, to you? it's supposed to well, it's supposed to be like uh, it's a lot of people on like a home shopping network would say that, but it's also kind of this phrase that's used a lot. Sometimes genuinely, sometimes condescendingly. We sort of love like all the kind of takes it could. Uh, yeah. All the kind of ways you could. It interpret is true. It. Uh, uh, I bought a house once and my friend had a girlfriend that was 20 and I was 35. And it was the first time I'm buying a house. It was pretty big. And she looked at it. And I go, isn't this great? She goes, I think it's good for you. And I go, <laughs> yeah, what does yeah. that mean? And he told me later she thought it wasn't big enough for her to live in. I go, this is the biggest house I've ever bought at to that point in my life. And and uh, I was like, dude, I don't know. But that's how it is. It sounded nice, and I walked away feeling crummy, and I go, what does that mean? Yeah, it's just got a little it's, twist it's in it. Right on the edge of being patronizing. Yeah. yeah. But I it's, love that but for in you. the show, because I watched, uh, it's on Showtime, and um, I watched- uh, Showtime and streaming. Oh, and streaming? And streaming sh through Showtime. Okay. Through Showtime. Like if you get like Hulu with a Showtime- uh, accent yeah. bump. Yeah, uh, it's not Showtime Plus though. There's, is there no Showtime Plus? 
Uh, no, there's Paramount Plus. Yeah. There's Peacock Paramount Plus. There's. Plus. There, I think there is a Showtime app. Yeah. If you if you, mm-hmm. if you have, they'll figure it out. So uh, you know. yeah, uh, I'm sorry to concentrate on that part. Well, I wrote a pilot for a show recently called How to Find That Show, <laughs> and it's sort of it's kind of well, you know, it's an office thing. It doesn't go back to your show. So you, it seems like you're a master of. I don't know the because I was looking at all your your stuff like of. This very fine line, of this sort of archetypal character you have, that plays the line of sarcasm and sweetness. And how how would you describe like what you and Molly Shannon are doing on your show, as far as the banter and the subterfuge and things mean this and that? I mean, obviously, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's like it's like um, it's the thing of just trying to be. Um, just just trying to be sweet and stuff but not fully but also like trying to keep up and so just talking to sort of like um look i'm doing it now i don't even know but it's just kind of like trying to um sort of seem like um i like this character is like with it and understanding and fits in when, when really she's just like trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed to me like it's a, it's a, you, you have characters, a lot of your characters you're pulling for immediately. Uh, you have a very genuine sweetness and authenticity. And so, and you're always yeah. smiling and you're always upbeat. Like when they're just little things are doing your hair and you're, you're kind of excited. No one gives a shit uh, that you have this new job and you're like the only one excited at a new job. And everyone has been in that position or a lot of showbiz people have, and everyone's jaded. But you don't really know what the sharks are going to be like when you get to a new position. When I got to SNL, I thought they'd be like, four, he's a jolly good fellow. Every time I go into a room, I go, is this a surprise party for me? And they're like, no, no one even knows you're here. And actually, they're mad you are. So uh, it's different. So you get hired at this home shopping network, but you're like a really good person and very excited about it. And you're going to a place where I'm not giving a lot away, I don't think. But, you know, everyone's sort of in the groove. It's kind of like SNL. Everyone's doing their thing and everyone's sort of quietly competitive and everyone doesn't know if they like the new person they they're 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 dealing with you but and then you i think have to at some point as genuine as sweet as you are you realize i have to do make some moves here to keep up or i'm done yeah totally and and um you know i created it with other snl people my my co-creator jeremy byler and i like wrote together snl jesse klein our showrunner worked at snl so we we saw like parallels like um even like the first I don't know if you guys felt this way but my first day I was just like there were so many famous people and I just was like now I have to work with these people mm-hmm. and I have to just kind of be like you know normal with them and how- and that was hard for me and I had to you know you have to fake it well, you walk in and you probably have some SNL people that have been there for a while. And uh, yeah. also, even writers are intimidating. You hear good big writers are there. Yeah. Because you, you want just them want to them like to you. like you. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah, it's all you want. So it's, it's for the writers to like you. It's kind of just uh, like Larry David does a version of just awkward, awkward situations that are subtly played. You know, it's kind of fun to act like that, right? To be that character. Yeah, totally. And I also think like... Um, because like, I think because I smile a lot and I like have this uh, nice demeanor, which I think is, I like to think is genuine, but mm-hmm. I guess well, uh, we'll see if we get a season you, two. You tricked Dana. Okay. He thinks you're nice. You're not even yeah. from Canada or Minnesota, <laughs> right? Or But I'm from Cleveland. I'm oh, from the Midwest. That explains it. You know, Molly and I are from like the same part of Cleveland. Oh, really? We're from like 
15 minutes from each other. Both the yeah, most likable people. Shit, you're both, you're both extremely, <laughs> extremely likable. And I was excited when I, I saw that you were in a show together. So I thought oh, you have a comic sensibility that would match very nicely the way you play. Thanks. Yeah. It's so fun getting to do it with her. It's how I feel about you guys. It's like, it's just like, oh my God, this is a dream. Um, but <laughs> Thank so you. because I, because I, um, because of that uh, smiling and, and be like the, my demeanor, I feel like it's fun because I can sort of get away with more things. Mm-hmm. And I think this, it, like, um, it, it, you know, in, in when it, as this character, I probably in real life, too. Well, sure. and then extended uh, going to SNL for a sec, like because uh, I looked at some of your stuff. There's some great YouTube videos that kind of show a lot of your that I was aware of. But to watch it again, Laura Parsons, who talks like a child star and then goes way out of bounds. <laughs> it's sort of that <laughs> smiling, super likable, but then says the totally inappropriate thing. It just feels yeah. like it's a wheelhouse that you have, you know. And I love the bar mitzvah boy. It's so that character, Jacob. The is, name's Jacob, yeah. He's so cute and sweet and you you captured a, a boy that's like twelve or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Completely and they try to interact with him, but he just keeps reading his script of what yeah, he's supposed he's to do. Yeah, he's kind of he's not like warm. He's no. kind of like rude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and very stuck on his script. Locked it really in, is a yeah. funny observation that he just has to keep going back to his speech yeah yeah well i think boys that age too that's i also i mean i just think boys that age are so awkward and especially when they have to go have bar mitzvahs they don't know like how to navigate that like formality Mm -hmm. and so they just like go like this to like you know, put their glasses up and stuff because they like hands are. It looks like, like high pressure. I went to a bat mitzvah last weekend. It looks like such high pressure. I got it. I, I, who who else was telling me they were going? Oh, yeah. I I know what I know what you went to, and I, I got to hear about it. It was pretty high. What was it like? Was there any celebrities there? Conan was there. Conan. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I think he has a pass to go to all bat mitzvahs. I've seen him in every <laughs> one. Really- and uh, but he <laughs> he was there, and uh, but. The the you know when they give their speech and stuff it's about two hours and it's like pressure for the parents everyone has to get up and talk everyone has to do things there's a lot there's a lot of changing of the hands and and then they have to recite I think she was singing um, possibly in Hebrew is that possible Yeah yeah you usually have to sing like your oh I my could be getting gosh. like your half Torah portion or something yeah and it's all like nee, 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 nee. like it's all like kind of like what there were some toe tappers in there i didn't understand all of it but uh toe tappers yeah but it was nice that you oh that i went oh you just froze but i think she said i went uh she froze off i'm just gonna talk about myself i did go she had a great voice and she sang and so to combine oh my god dana's frozen too Am I, I mean, the sole survivor? You know, a little orthopedic. Wait, I'm going to stop talking. Action. David? <laughs> David? David, we've lost him. But we're not frozen, so we can continue. My guest today is Vanessa Bayer. And uh, Dave will be back in a second. He probably just took a bathroom break. Um, so. Oh, it all just shut the, down. He, he's coming back. Uh, uh, hey, uh, um. Rachel from Friends. I just, I'm just, I just have a list of some of your greatest hits that are just fun to talk about. David, are you back? Unfortunately, yes. We're so happy. Did you guys never go away? I we never I went we all, away. Oh, and I was talking about study uh, singing. No, well, we heard past that, and there's something about going to the daytime bar mitzvah, and you. I said oh, that I was be, saying oh, you yeah. went to the service. 
Mm-hmm. I went to the service. There was singing. I'm going to go back a half hour. I went to the service. We talked only then, um, about you while you were gone, so don't yeah. worry. We talked about how her tunes were toe tappers. And then, we got uh, toe tappers. She, she has yeah. a great voice. She sang. We did two hours. Uh, it was interesting, and everyone was excited. And then that night, they had a full-blown rager. All right, yeah. a super spreader event. Omicron oh, yeah. 3.B-7X. I, I think I had the most germs out of anyone. You know what happened is, uh, I think you were just talking about uh, Jennifer Aniston. My, yes. my daughter was we, so excited we, I, I, to meet gonna, Jennifer. We'll finish up that thought if we have a second. We'll go back. We'll but go back. But the let's funny go thing the was, <laughs> I, I was at the uh, table, and I go on. And I said, hey, you guys want a drink? I was running the bar and it was, it was uh, three celeb types. No, two. Two, two and a half said, I'm stars. Gonna go, I'm going to go grab. And I go, you guys want anything? But I was a little buzzed. And they go, oh, yeah, maybe like a vodka soda with a splash. And the other one's like, yeah, I'll take like a, maybe a cream de cassis, lemon twist. I go, yeah, yep. And then I'm walking and I'm realizing I don't really remember it. Yeah. And I'm saying it over and over my head and like, paying telephone with myself but i'm saying it back wrong too and then people are like spader and i know people there and i'm like oh, hold on hold on and then i come back to the table i'm like here's your jaeger bomber and a side of spaghetti and they're like what and i'm like what did you want and of course i botched the whole thing anyway we can I'm cut that out i'm never gonna be a was... bartender Bob it's for after no, hearing that story i will never allow myself to get recruited to serve drinks we had a great time and then when a whole, i think i left with harper my daughter but Aww. halsey was about to sing and Charlie Pooth. Charlie Poop? What's his name? And uh, Chuck Poop. And uh, he, they sang. And then, uh, but the, the one before that was when I was leaving with my mom when the other daughter had a, a rager. And my mom was like, oh, my feet are tired. I go, we can get you out of here. So we've been here like three hours. So we're walking out. And we, and uh, this guy goes, don't go. And I turn around, it's Adam Levine, and he's got his shirt off. And uh, my mom goes, ooh, who are you? And she goes, he goes, I'm a singer. I'm going on right now. It's a surprise. And she goes, oh, why are we leaving? I go, you wanted to leave. And she goes, no, let's stay a couple. And then I go, she goes, I got my sketchers on. I'm fine. So we go <laughs> back in, and then she just is like holding her phone up like every kid there watching Adam Oh, Levine my sing. God. That's so fun. Those must have been the most fun mitzvahs of all time i i just hear yeah yeah i can't imagine i mean it was just like a, a just a fun party and they all got to talk and sing and do everything but anyway back to this so you did your uh you're talking about her I was impression about Anderson, a, which is a, great a very cool impression that vanessa did jennifer aniston and, yeah, that's and so, yeah yeah i was just saying it was like she was sort of con- she was considered like a friend of the show and no one was really doing her mm-hmm. um it's true i was like i don't think i've seen people do of all obvious huge stars yeah because i think they were like you have to get it they're sort of like you have to get it right and like we love her so much we don't want to like even though yeah. like i was mm-hmm. saying like i i i think usually often the impressions are like kind of tributes to you know they're not like yeah. negative they're not but um then I, um, then I did it on Kimmel, I think actually. And then I did like Rachel, you know, Jennifer yeah. Anderson doing Rachel on Kimmel. And then the next, my next season on SNL, they let me do it like on weekend update. And then I did a movie that Jennifer Aniston was in and hmm. that's when I met her. And was she it was an office party. Yes. Office Christmas uh, party. Oh, yeah. And she was so nice about it. And we were like, she was like, um, I don't know if it was her or Chris McMillan who does her hair, who's also so fun. Funny. He yeah, was, one funny. of them was like, it's 
it was one of their ideas, I think maybe, or, oh, or, or we were all like, that would be so fun to, for them to come on, uh, for her to come on as, and but did she come on without hosting? Yeah, she came on. It was like the holiday episode, I think. And I did, um, I did Rachel and then she like comes on to update, oh, but she update, wasn't yeah. hosting. She wasn't hosting. No, that's even bigger for the audience. They go bananas. Yeah. Did, did you well, have, you know, uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I've had nothing. I just have about your technique. And did you have a, a, a line or a little thing that the hook. she did as Rachel? That, I like, oh, oh, that oh. hooked you, you in. Yeah, that. yeah. Her. Yeah. Her. Well, because I think I, I, her going like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, like her like thinking, yeah. mm-hmm. and then yeah, that's like um, spot on. <laughs> and then how she um, like she finishes squints? word words. She goes like, that's right. Like she does her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, who that's am I well, talking? That's well Those are hard to pick up, but Dana's great at that. That's why no, he's asking. I'm doing he's so Ross Perot or something. This is a very subtle. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not near your. No, but I. But I. Um, but it was just. It's fun. It, yeah, it's just fun to to. It's, it's a. Fun. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredibly fun. And and now that we're here as Vanessa Bayer impressionist, you you're. Um, um, Miley, Miley Cyrus was. Were you the first one to sort of break that on SNL? Because that's a really yeah, fun. Yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. one of the hosts had like done it in like a sketch or something. But in general, no one was doing her, and I couldn't believe it because she also has such a distinct way of talking. Right. It's a really deep, sort of twangy voice. Yeah, it's- and 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 I think we have really we both have these just like enormous mouths. <laughs> these and, um, she's like I hey think, leave me out of this <laughs> <laughs> and i think so i think it just felt like a natural um a natural thing to do so i auditioned with miley i i i was oh. i had been working on that yeah and i i i did this thing about like her comparing herself to um but not in like a sacrilege, but her comparing herself to Jesus. Like we both have really long hair and stuff like that. And like, we both have like nails in our hair. I don't know. Like some, it sounds like really bad in poor taste. But I let me try it. I don't do funny. it, but let me try it. Hi, I'm Miley Cyrus. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, I mean, you just oh, say, boy. you always say the name of the person you're doing. If you can't do it. <laughs> to let year, people know you're doing this it. This year's yeah. Miley Cyrus. How y'all doing? No, it's, it's awful. Hey. I, you know, that's the thing about impressions. You just have to be bad at first. If you, if you say, I'm consciously going to try to do this person, you have to just wander around by yourself. Yeah. And do it yeah, out loud yeah. and, and be horrible, right? I do. Yeah. I do Madonna, but um, it's on the last day of her 160 city tour (laughs) when she just left Japan and her voice is fried. Holiday, if we took off. I'm Madonna. <laughs> I saw a video of her and it was the last day of her tour. And I'm like, I think she blew a tweeter or something because well, her voice was so low at that point. If you know, I, had, I auditioned with a Madonna and never made what? it on the show. And yeah. how did that go? Did? That's a tough yeah. one. How did that go, Vanessa? I mean, what, what was the she take? She was doing a roast of Sean Penn. And she, guys, it's going to be so bad. You're, you're going to come. Just say, I'm Madonna and you'll be okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was like, it was like uh it was like 
This is a roast of my husband, Sean Penn. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of good. That's when Madonna had a little bit She's of a British, British accent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She used to be more British than now. Well, when I was, yeah, she's. We uh, go through that phase. We all do. She's intimidating. When I was interviewing Sean Penn as the church lady, she was just eagle eyed, didn't even blink. She was off right off the camera, just staring at me. Don't you hurt my my husband at the time. David, whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. Yep. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy. Which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah, well, I've heard Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, It's made from human-grade ingredients, safe, clean kitchens. All that stuff matters. Yeah. I mean, you love your dog. Why why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's Dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. Sometimes dogs much lower quality. Yeah, <laughs> you you put it in their bowl and they go, "What is this kibble?" And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? Oh yeah, I've had our dog. Yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me, and it was like, "Really?" They go, "Really? Why don't you go first? You want a bite of this slop?" <laughs> <laughs> and it makes that sound. Here you go, dog. So Farmer's Dog isn't just higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And it's just one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat Mm -hmm. and skin, better breath, you want to kiss your dog, and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops. Let's look at a clip. It doesn't matter if your dog's young or old. It's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog. Get 50% off your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping. But it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro recharge kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero, David. No DIY experience needed. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro recharge kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Did you have... um like out of body experiences. I mean, there's two things I, I want to get to is one is your audition and what that meant to you and how you kind of got there. We, we know you went through Second City and other improv groups in Chicago, which seems to be a classic move. But talk to either of those things, e- either. Uh, well, your audition and how you how you made your way to that. What, what was that? Yeah, journey? I well, I had been living in Chicago. I was in Chicago uh, for like about five years and then I sort of got like fixated on SNL. And I was like, um, I like submitted a writing packet to them and stuff. And then I took this workshop with this director, Matt Miller, who was, he was sort of starting to do these workshops where you would do like characters and impressions for like five minutes to a, to a classroom of people. And then the classroom and he would like give you 
notes on it. Perfect. And then you would come, yeah, you'd come back in two weeks and he'd put it on tape. And then, and the thing that he told us, which was really helpful was he was like, if you're auditioning for something like SNL, like they want you to be like a good writer too. So you, so it's not just important Mm -hmm. that your characters and impressions are accurate or like good, but that also that what they're saying is funny. Yeah. Like really stuck with me. So, so I did that. Yeah. That's the hard part. Right. So I did that. And then I had my DVD and then a year later, SNL came to Chicago and I basically uh, auditioned for Sharna, the owner of IO, with this DVD. Um, I, I she like they were coming and 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 she and I called to get an appointment. And most people were getting booked for the next week. And she was like, "Can you come in in an hour and audition for me Ooh. to get into the SNL work showcase?" Ooh, and so helpful. I just watched my DVD that I'd given her a year before. Yeah. And never looked at it. I don't think. But um and um and I watched those characters and then I came in and I just did them for her and she put me in the showcase. And then That's you great. got seen at the Improv Olympics by some SNL yeah. people. I got seen at IO and then um and Who was then working like, in talent? Uh, was it uh, Marcy or was it Shoemaker or any of those guys? Marcy was like sort of just Shoemaker left the year before I started, which was oh, so sad. I just missed him. Yeah, exactly. Um and down a floor to Seth Myers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Same floor. Oh, it is same floor. Yeah. Same floor, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but Marcy was sort of working more on 30 rock. And mm-hmm. um, so it was Lindsay Shookus and I, I think, I don't think. And Ayala. Oh, I'm a Rayella, yeah. Yeah. She's an agent now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's great. Yeah. Uh, and so and they great. come up to you. Do they are they there or are they contact you? How does that even work? So I so I auditioned and they um I auditioned and then they asked, like I left town right after. I was supposed to I was doing the Del Close marathon with my improv team from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I um I was supposed to go to New York that weekend to do Del Clo- the Del Close marathon. And um, for those who don't know, it's an improv marathon. And he's okay. kind of the legendary improv teacher, of, Del- the yeah. Del Close. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and um, so the, f- the showcase at IO the first night ran really long. So they moved me to the second night. To- they added a second night. Oh. And I so I missed my Del Close marathon show, which my team fully understood. Why did I bring that up? Oh, but then I went to New York the next day to see my improv team there. And then they called SNL called and was like, do you want to um, get drinks with like Lauren and some of the writers? And oh, stuff? my and God. I know. And I was like, I'm I'm not in Chicago anymore. I went to New York and I was like uh, and they were like, it's OK, it's fine, whatever. And then so then then they called me and said, like, would you like to come to New York in two weeks to do the showcase? for uh, the uh, camera test is what I mean. Well, that sounds like two weeks of hell as far as nerves or I, I, you know, can we just back up for just a second really quickly? Like how, because I know that people listen to this, want to be in, want to get on Saturday Night Live or be in show business. Like what, what in God's name made you think you could do this? And how did you end up doing improv (laughs) in Chicago? And, and when did you kind of think to yourself, 
I, I think I'm actually really good. I'm really funny. I, I it maybe feels should be so yeah. It's it surreal, feels so but, weird to, t- I but it's almost hard for me to talk about this to you guys because you guys are like we're scared you, too. <laughs> you, I mean, like well, we all did the same thing, but we all had probably yeah, no confidence, and we ways. all are just trying to just inch to the next thing and just hope crossing our fingers something clicks or whatever right, yeah right. it was a it was a fantasy that seemed impossible really for the longest yeah. time but then i dennis miller and friends got on and it became more reality but for your journey i mean when was the genesis of that um of okay, you thinking well, you might be a funny person in life for a living it's such a huge thing anyone who's ever <laughs> worked with me, <clears throat> excuse me, knows about the all-female sketch comedy and musical parody troupe I was in in college called Bloomers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it started in Bloomers. college. Yeah. Okay. Bloomers. It was, well, I didn't start it. It had been around for about 25 years when I started it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so. Um, <laughs> I love the name. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, it's still around. You can still you know it's online next time you're in philly Still oh no philly. the show's there yeah the shows are in live in philadelphia but i do think they have an online presence now because it's uh, you know been such a long time since i was there and the internet was like kind of newer but um but i did bloomers and <laughs> i like loved it and i was like i always like i was pretty good at school when i was in like growing up, like I was like, if I study really hard, I can get good grades. I'm not saying that I wasn't good at anything else, but I'm just saying like all of my friends were like these incredible athletes and stuff. And I was like, I'll never know what it's like to like be like good at sports or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like, I just didn't know what it felt like. And then when I started doing bloomers, I was like, oh, this feels like I get it. Like, I feel like I understand this. Or you fit in or something. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like this is a world where I can thrive kind of. And then I was like, and I, I I was like, this is what I should do. And I also like, I've talked a lot about like with my show coming out, which is kind of about someone who, um, who uh, survives like childhood leukemia as I did. And then Mm -hmm. also, and, and like, really like once she's done with it misses like all the attention she got and stuff um (laughs) i like sort of i i was like i would joke about stuff like that with my friends when i was sick like we would joke around a lot and i was like i think that actually helped like kind of form my like sense of humor and and i was like oh i should just this is like the world i want to be in forever and when you when you go through something like that uh leukemia um and listen i've caught myself telling people I have it. I get it. But, um, <laughs> but you know, when you have that, uh, he got, and me. then you get beer 15, which is a very formative <laughs> time of your life, which is very scary and your whole life's in front of you, but maybe it isn't. And obviously it's on, it's great that you got through it. And then you probably develop a sense of humor you're saying. And then also it said you helped with make a wish. You did a make a wish too, right? I did a make a wish. Yeah. And, and how does that work? Do they check if you're bluffing? I mean, is it is it just like No. You- so this is a common misconception about make a wish is that you have to be terminal. You just have to have a life-threatening illness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I so like that. You can be like like I was actually done with treatment when I had my wish, which was to go to Hawaii. Um but so yeah, so um Yeah, but but you do have to have like you can't fake that you have a disease, but your prognosis can be good. 
Okay, and you and it says I think you work with them after too, right? Yeah, so, when I was so in Chicago, especially, yeah. I volunteered with them, and then I've I've done some stuff with them since with like um, some of their gala, like hosting some of their gala. You know, Sandler does a lot with them, and you know, it, Sandler's always quiet about that stuff. But I've been over there at Happy Madison, or he will call and say, "Hey, we got a kid coming down. Do you want to come down?" Because he likes whatever movie or what, and then we'll all whoever's around can rally down there and just like he'll meet us. He plays basketball with him. Then we come and we meet him for lunch and then we all go back. The But the kids, he always makes sure they have a good time. So I really think those things are cool. And I think, I think it, they uh, it's do great. a great job. Very it's cool. awesome. And by the, by the way, on this same subject, how to care for a sick bear, which I read yeah. today. Oh, and thank it's, you. it's beautiful and really emotional because it's so, such a sweet book. It's for kids to really understand if their friend gets sick. How, yeah, how do they yeah. navigate oh. that and react? It's really a sweet children's book. Well, I sort of, um, I I wanted to write that because I was like, uh, I noticed like from, from me being sick, like a lot of times people get like really freaked out when someone is sick and mm -hmm. they think like sure. their, maybe their personality has changed or something. Like it's like, it's mm -hmm. like you sort of. Um, Awkward. It's just, especially for kids, it's so scary, but like, the lesson that I sort of learned from being sick is like you, if someone's going through any kind of trauma, like you don't have to like, you don't have to like assume that they want to be left alone. Like it's good to like reach out to the person. And then if they want to be left alone, they can tell you, but like, it's good. I don't know. That's, and, and I'm, is, I'm uh, yeah. And is it good to be treated pretty normally when I meet these kids and stuff, I try to just goof around and be normal and not make such a production out of the fact yeah. that um, just treat him like a normal dude or goof around with him or the same thing if funnel, you but. visit Walter Reed and people with shattered legs same, same kind of thing they want you to be kind of up and funny and ask questions like take but, their mind off it for a second or something yeah but, but it, it's awkward it, it's hard to know sometimes what to say to someone who's having struggles sure. you know just yeah it's like it's 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 like um yeah it's real it's really hard for people and again I think that's why like I would joke around with my friends a lot when I was sick, not only about like all the perks I was getting, but also about like, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, um, you know, you think you're so cool because your hair is real. Cause I was like, wearing a wig. <laughs> I think you're so and, cool. And I, they would like be like, great, you know, and then they would like yeah. come home from like school and like give me all the gossip, you know, like they realized I was like the same person, mm -hmm. but it is, it's like so scary for everyone. But that's, I do think like, that's you're that's right like everyone's still the same they just have this thing they're going through well you know pity is a is a powerful kind of force and and i you know when i had my health issue uh blocked yeah. arteries and stuff like that and the doctor yeah. had a bad bad day but i'm totally fine but you know a lot of what i call the rca victor is that the head would tilt to the left like the little dog and the rca victor oh are you feeling okay today I said I either feel perfect or I'm in a hospital. There's no middle ground. I still <laughs> right, right. So the hangover from you going through this, getting completely healthy, totally rearview mirror, and then probably having, you know, residual people going, Are you okay, Vanessa? How are you? Yeah. Feeling? And that that's not their fault, but it's like you don't want pity. At a given point you want to go, I kicked ass, I'm fine. So, I mean, so go ahead, talk to that. I'm just babbling. <laughs> no, 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 that's true. I mean, it is, it is like, it is like, um, it's interesting because I sort of went from like everybody knowing that I was sick when I was in high school to then being in college where like nobody knew. Mm -hmm. And it was like, um, 
And it was like, fine, but I had to get used to like, everyone's treating me like normally. When did you miss I it? Which I mostly <laughs> like, but what's that? Yeah. I was like, well, but can I kind of cut the line here? Ah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. like, it's like being famous or something. Well, that's the thing. And then like, I guess I graduated college in 2004 and I got on SNL in 2010. So then I got on SNL. It was like my new leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no boy. one's ever said that on this podcast. <laughs> that is yeah. great. That's a t-shirt. I'm just saying. Lauren says, you know, it'll feel like leukemia for the first few weeks. <laughs> it'll and, feel uh, like you have some sort it. of autoimmune deficiency the first season. <laughs> yeah. It happened uh, to Timmy I have a few hard-hitting questions for Vanessa. Okay. Okay. Yes. This, okay, let's go. This is called. I the was hot going over section. some of your things, yeah. and Dane is not brave enough to hit you with these. I, I'm, I like the nice questions. I don't. David, yeah. go give her hell. This is called. I a saw the spade that moment. you coincidentally make out with a lot of guys in your sketches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, My yeah, God, you, Adam Driver, the great looking <laughs> Ryan Gosling, the biggest stud in America. Oh yeah, I, mean, I saw the Ryan Gosling one. Yeah, even I think Kristen Stewart, even maybe yeah. or maybe. Hilarious. Yeah. Chris That's Pratt. That's so yeah. funny. So is that planned or just accidental? And Chris Pratt? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it is planned. But well, <laughs> the, the Adam Driver one, I did not write. But the oh, other ones did. I helped. I, I kind of co-wrote all the other ones. Hey, guess what? Just a n newsflash so we can trend. All you have to do right now, only if you want to, is say, who is the best kisser? And it's going to be all over Yahoo News. Oh, that's right. Who is the <laughs> best kisser? But you don't have to. But that's a classic. All, I, I don't have an answer because all of the kisses were different and wonderful in their own ways. You know what's funny? When I was watching those, I'm like going, you kiss when you kiss when you have to kiss someone sort of crazy. Yeah. It's really not even kissing. You're just like, how do we do this? Mashing. Where yeah. It looks nuts, but I don't know if it's sexy. And then you're always wondering, I don't want to get their icy leathery tongue actually jabbing around. You just never know. Like one time I kissed a girl on an old movie, Dana, and I go, uh, how do you want to do this? I'd never kissed anyone on camera. And she goes, oh, just kiss me. Like, uh, I'm your girlfriend. It doesn't matter. I don't care anything. Do anything. So, okay. And so... Uh, she came in close and I touched the side of her cheek and kissed her and she, and, and they go cut and she looks at the director and she goes, can you tell him not to touch my face? Oh yeah. That you get, you get canceled for that oh, now. That's a bummer because you asked her. It makes I you, asked her and then yeah. I go, is that me? And she didn't even look at me. She just looked at the director and I was like, I'm one inch away from her going, uh, I'll do whatever you want. I tried. I don't know what okay, to do. I'm I have scared. a more benign kissing question for Vanessa. Okay. Because this may happen to anybody. Did you kiss anyone on SNL where you just had a little bit of a electricity? Just a little bit of Ooh. like, oh, this there's a chemistry. This is nothing illicit or, or pornographic. Just like, oh, this is some sort of physical chemistry with. You don't have to this give us their bad. name. I'm going for a well, general. <laughs> I'm going for a general. Then give us her name after. <laughs> I, think, I think I sort of like, it's hard because you're like, if you're in a live sketch, it's like really hard to. It would happen like, during rehearsal, probably. Like or, a rehearsal or, yeah. or like a pre-tape thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and any of the people we named, I would kiss well, again. Well, what course. about Ryan so Gosling? Because my sister, my sister who's in her 60s, but she's always like, well, you got to admit, Dane, Ryan Gosling. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. She always says, well, you got to admit, Dane. I'm, admit what? <laughs> like you're so fighting her on it. He would be. I know. I well. I'll, by the way, we'll just inject this as here now. How do we? How did? How did we get weird? 
podcast you do with your brother, which yes, reminds me of me and my sister. It's really fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Well, I, I I'll just say this like as we're recording, I'd love to have you both of you as guests sometime and please agree now and then it'll be I'm not weird though <laughs> I'm gonna come on and I want to talk so weird. because I love childhood stuff I love finding out what people I usually say what movie or TV show blew their mind do they have a bicycle that they liked and a favorite toy because I those I did, are so great yeah and I was gonna save these for the end but if you want to answer those three now it'd be fine <laughs> do you have any answers for those True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. Now, you're out there, you have acres and acres, hundreds of acres. All you have to do is water and <laughs> okay. mow, and they'll do the rest. No. Weed control, which you hate, fertilization, mm -hmm. aer aeration. Huh? Can't stand it. Among others. They'll do all that. So you can do literally anything else. Dana's out there like Yellowstone. You have better things to do in your free time. I know you do. You don't want to focus on lawn care. True green is too good to be true, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. But it is true, right, David? Because yeah. you're going to have more time to do yeah, things that you want to focus on. All the hard work, and it gets yeah. you to a great lawn. That's what you want. You take care of everything else you got to do in your life. You're very busy. Let True Green take care of this mm -hmm. one thing. Get it off your plate. You know what? I do have some space. I want to put some grass down. Some. I. I might. <laughs> I'll I'll, talk, I'll call you later, talk, True Green. Talk to True Green. Where can listeners mm -hmm. purchase or learn more? You go to TrueGreen.com. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. Whoa. They offer a satisfaction guaranteed, and they have a verified best price promise which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. That is such a cool thing. Good job, True Green. You're nailing it. Would you like to learn a new language? We. Oui. <laughs> See what we? I did? Oh. No, I said we oui, like French. Oh, okay. We, we. We, we. I have, ever since I've seen Pepe Le Pew and his way with women, I thought, I want to learn a new language. You know what? I, I do have a, because uh, I'm, a, I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of, of, of French language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn. And that's, mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's a trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users, 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got yeah. your Spanish, your French, mm -hmm. you were just talking about, Korean, Dutch, Multiple Arabic. You know, fight will shoot to me. Fast language acquisition. It, 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 there's no English translations. So you really learn to speak listen and think in that language that's the hard part i think that's it and it's an intuitive process you pick mm -hmm. up the language naturally first with words then phrases then sentences and it's all designed for long-term retention which is great because i took spanish for 12 years and all i know is how to find a library yes donde, i know donde está la biblioteca so this one really really you retain it i learned german and i know 
has to Swester now Abra no has to Bruder now nine Abra covers by Swester. That means have do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German for seven years, and all I remember is Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> someone sneezes. Gesundheit. Rosetta Stone, that's not going to happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't, you don't look like some clown. Desktop and <laughs> app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, mm-hmm. that's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for? It's a steal. What is going on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Fly in the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com slash fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% Mm -hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. Young, 10, day 10, 11-year-old Vanessa. What was the first one was? Movie or television show where as a little kid, you go, holy shit, you know. It could be The Wizard of Oz. It could be uh, anything, you know. I'm I'm sorry to come back to this. It was watching you guys on SNL. Oh, wow. Here, damn, that's a Love first. It. That's going to. We would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watching you guys on SNL. We would watch. I wish we would watch. Um. SNL, we, we, here's what we would do. We would watch the movie April Fool's Day. <laughs> it's a horrible horror movie. It's like, it's, I was thinking, is that a horror movie? My friend Steffi Rue had the VHS tape, I think. So we would watch April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we would, if SNL wasn't on, we'd watch The Incredible Mr. Limpet. So we would not be scared. Oh, Don Knotts. Yeah. Good. She Palette also had that on VHS. But then we would stay up and we would watch um, SNL. And it was like our favorite thing. And we would quote it all week. I mean, you guys were exactly like it just uh, it was you guys were so funny. I mean, we were doing like Wayne's World, like (laughs) my friend Lissy did like a Wayne's World, like uh, um, report, like where they played Wayne (laughs) and Garth and like. We were like quoting Tommy, like we were like reenacting Tommy Boyle. Like, it's like we were just like, like just it was so great. It was like we were just laughing all the time to it. You're a lot younger than I am. So, you know, we had our people, too. I mean, the SNL first cast, I was like just starting college, but they were like rock stars. And I can't believe there's people. Uh, that look like us, act like us on TV, doing crazy stuff. So I get that, but that's that's and always very nice. If you ever run nice. into them, I get it because when I grew up and I had movies that meant a lot to me, and like, like that's all that meant everything. Because if you're it, most kids are into comedy, but when you're with your buddies and you're watching a movie and it's so funny and you see it over and over, and then if I ran into Bill Murray, if I ran into Aykroyd or all these people like Eddie Murphy later in life, and you see him and you. In your head, you're still like a kid going, I cannot believe I'm in some scenario where I'm in the same room with these people. 
Like the SNL 40th was really a candy store. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yes. Oh my God. Vanessa, then, uh, I just want to ask her a question real fast because it dovetails with what you sure. said. Like, do you have people fan out on you at an airport or somewhere? Where, oh my God, it's Vanessa Pear. I can't believe it. So how do you react to that? I mean, so you see how it's just a... You you have your your fan base of people be flipped out to meet you and sure. want to be like you and it's a trip isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. It it's so um, it's so crazy. It's just it just is like um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to think that like because you know the thing Lauren says. Right. Uh, is it about is that a- you're not the one that uh, what is it? I was going to say the one and I'm going to try my impression. It's not going to be. No, everyone has to do one on the show. Okay. Um, Everybody's favorite cast is the one when they were growing up. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's what he said. But I think that's true. And I'm not, that's not to take any credit away from you guys. Sure. But (laughs) it is kind of, we were in your formative years. You were watching Wayne's world and you're like 11 or 12. There are certain years or early formative years, teen years that things just hit you harder. So go ahead. Right. Right. And then you start going out more. And and by the way, we didn't have this benefit of if you miss it, which I miss it a lot. And then it's suddenly on, a Twitter, like I follow SNL now, but there, or it's on Yahoo right. News. There's like, here's our best sketch or here's five sketches. So you go, oh, I didn't have to watch it. Like it's, it's going to be forced upon me at some point during the week that I see who hosted, who did this and that. And then you go, oh, that, that's a great benefit of getting the show out there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And we would we had that. tape it. I mean, I would tape it a lot if I wasn't home, but then, you know, like you start watching it and someone's taped over. It's just like, it's VHS just not very reliable. You wait for a rerun, you know, six yes. months later. I would just, yeah. and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, just the idea of the, the grease paint and the wires and the uh, clothes falling off. Like you're you're in 8-H, you're in your costume and you're seeing your, your bandmate, your co-star in the sketch, the wig is riding up and you're exhausted or you just bumped your knee and you're just trying to get the crowd there to like you. And then 10 years later, you see it on YouTube and it's all shiny and bright and and, ever, and you have people that are fans of it. But in the moment, it's like, really? Yeah. I was just in a dress going, isn't that special? You saw it? You know, it's sort of surreal. Yeah. It's, so surreal. it's, it's yeah. really, yeah, crazy. The second you get done with it and you're doing laundry on Sunday and then like someone calls you and goes, dude, it's Michael Keaton this week. What do you got? And you're like, we just fucking finished Tom Hanks last night. I mean, God, I got to. Yeah. That's, that's where the burnout comes from is you you're like you're there for a hundred hosts or something, you know, and you're like, yeah, everyone. Glenn Close comes in. Danny DeVito. They go, what do you got for him? And you have to rack your brain and write and distress about read through. And then you don't get it on. Then you're like, now I'm one show behind for the next show. I got to get something on. And what you're saying about the writers, you want you want to give them some moves or some chop or be funny around the office. Just so they go oh, maybe you could do that in this sketch we're writing. Or maybe, do you do Miley? And you're like, yeah. And like, okay, maybe she could be in this sketch. And that all that synergy is where you have to be sort of ready at all times or have some moves uh, to yeah. get in there. Did you Very have, tricky. Did you have a, uh, a character or a sketch uh, that was just killing so hard that every time you did it, it just killed? Or, or one that... When you're in it, you're like, damn, this is, this is rocking. This is, we are crushing Yeah, which is it. your you best know, one that works. kind of magic moments. I mean, you had Rachel, you had uh, <laughs> uh, the poetry class. Was it Weather Girl? Don, <laughs> the, Le- the Re- Weather Girl, Incoherent. That's really acid humor, you know? The, yeah, yeah, those ones, I, they, um, 
the, the weather one, we didn't, I didn't get on to like right before I left. Like it was my, <laughs> I did it my third to last show Such and my a last weird show. Idea. And then I came back the next season and did it on update. Like when I wasn't on the show anymore, but um, that one was really felt like um, it was just so fun. I mean, I, the bar mitzvah boy too. And, and, and Laura Parsons, the child actor, like it was just, it was like, it was like stuff that I felt like was like really from my life that I felt was so funny. And it felt also really not, not saying that I was being so funny, but just like the way that kids act when they're in plays and the way that like boys are when they're getting permits, but are being mm -hmm. formal. Like it was so, it also feels kind of like validating. Cause you're like, I knew that this was like a really funny thing that people do sort of, you know? So but it is, it's so fun. I mean, you guys, it's like, it's so fun when you're doing it. something like works that. out there, it's yeah. so fun. It's so hard. It, it's yeah. so hard to have fun because especially your first couple shows and you're quick changing and all that. But I, I think your stuff really exudes fun and you're not breaking, but you can just tell you're having so much fun doing those characters. And it's just rom -com. Did you do your rom-com mm -hmm. thing on Update with Oh, yeah, that rom-com thing, yeah. That's yeah. pretty yeah. funny. You see that one, Dana? That's pretty funny, too. She starts going... I mean, the weather girl's a little weirder, which is even funnier, because you're, you're saying insanity. And he's like, everyone's like, what? And then the rom-com, you're like, is this kismet? And he's like, is what? You, I just met you 70 seconds ago. There was one funny one about... Uh, when you were playing, uh, I guess, former porn stars where uh, yeah. they, they carry Tina Fey by and she goes, shoe lets the dogs out. Yeah. <laughs> shoe let the dogs out. It was just like nonsense. So dumb, it was like yeah. Whole, and, yeah, yeah. But it's hard to write smart, dumb stuff. It is. It is. I agree. Because uh, just dumb doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. But it's so, it's so fun when the audience responds to stuff that's so strange. Yeah, it's they're like, waiting like, for it. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they appreciate it. Yeah, it's the best yeah. when it's a non sequitur. It's a line that shouldn't be funny, but it is. It's just in that yeah. area of like ah. Oh, then they then they yeah, repeat it's like a it. good comedy club crowd or a good improv crowd where you go up and they're and they're pretty trained to go. Don't give us the basic stuff. Like right, right, right. It's like right, going right. to a nice restaurant. Going give us the sushi from the back. Like, and then the people you do these weird things and they like it. Yeah, it's so if it, there's yeah there's like. There's nothing like that feeling of like, cause it's just, it's, you can't predict any of that stuff, which is why it's so hard. It's like, you just don't know what stuff is going to. Yeah. Cause I don't know about you, but I, I, I just am not a gifted at writing traditional jokes, like jokes, like Dennis Miller, brilliant at it. Is it David? David. David is really, really good writer <laughs> and performer, but he also can write really great jokes. And so I'm always coming off rhythm and abstraction and, and extrapolation. And I, I think you're kind of a kindred spirit because you, you do sort yeah, of acidity stuff, you so know? Nice. Um, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. And there's I love room for all kinds. You do that yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's the good. That's yeah. part about the show. Everyone, they got everyone doing different stuff. It, it works. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let her go, Dana. She's been very nice. We just want to reiterate, I love that you. That. I love that for you. That for you. Sorry. I love that for you on Showtime. With the lovely Molly, which is so fun to watch. And uh, some of your real life uh, things are in the show. I don't want to give everything away, but yeah, yeah. it did have a surprise ending. Stay to the end. Stay to the end and, uh, and you'll see a twist. You'll be hooked. <laughs> It's like, this, it's like a M. Night Shyamalan. I smell a big binge. 
for I love that. I'm just doing Lauren trying to work a thing at first. Stream that thing. Also, how did we get weird? A podcast with your musician, uh, Brother Jonah. Yes. Yes. Who I know you met once he was at the show when you were there. He loved meeting you so much. He, I don't he think met, he's met you, David, but but no. you'll all meet when he well, did. Was, was, was I nice? Was I nice to him? You were so <laughs> you were nice. so weird. Oh, oh good. You were so nice. <laughs> I love musicians. I like anyone who plays and sings, which you also sing, and you have. I never, well, I never had that gear. I can funny sing, but you can sing. Well, I think mm. I can more funny sing. Oh, <laughs> well, welcome to right. Compliment Theater. Um, bye, anyway, Dana. Vanessa Mostly bye Bear. to Dana and also bye to Vanessa. It's bye, been, you it's guys. Been Thank such you so a pleasure. much. Such so a pleasure. Such a fun. Love okay, to see bye you bye. at the 50th. See you. <laughs> see you at the 50th. <laughs> bye. Not sooner. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's done. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. Hey, what's up, flies? What's up, fleas? What's up, people that listen? We want to hear from you and your dumb questions. Questions, ask us anything. Anything you want. You can email us at flyonthewall at cadence13.com. Hey, Dana, David, uh, this is Colin Mack. This is our Q&A session. And Thanks, Colin, Colin gets to see me sitting well, on my knees. What is this question, David? It's called, uh, we start with big fan. Thank you. Thank you. I'm wondering what props you may have kept from your SNL days or your movie careers. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, hmm. I'll go first. I did. I, I do keep some stuff. You do. I've seen your house. You have a lot of uh, mementos and memorabilia. Yeah. I have mm -hmm. um, I have some clothes from Dickie Roberts, just the outfits for some reason. I kept them. I have the Joder, um, you know, what was I, janitor? Janitor shirt. I have the wig. It was a wig. Everyone's like, whoa. Uh -huh, huh. I wish it wasn't. I would grow my hair like that in a second. Uh, and then I have, oh, Farley's family gave me his coat from Tommy Boy, which is a big one. That's Do you have one like outside. a diorama in your house, like stuffed people that are wearing these clothes that look like you? No, but we're working okay, on it. I just had to ask. It's going to be, be scary you, to walk, bump into in the middle of the night. When I so stuff what, you. What, Tommy Boy? <laughs> You have to jump back in. So anyway, you're saying Tommy Boy. <laughs> Tommy, Boy. <laughs> Tommy Boy jacket from Farley, that checkered one from the poster. And uh, and then I have just some little knickknacks. What do you got? What do you got? I also Any have uh, stuff? Joe Dirt's wig. <laughs> Weirdly, that wasn't in the movie. I have Joe Dirt's pubes still. I have the chair and the receptionist spit <laughs> that you did. And no, you are? this is weird because I got a, it's not weird, but I just said it was weird. I got an SNL and in those days I came in with church lady as a character and then they changed the rule but i owned it quote unquote so i had a copy of the church lady dress made and wig oh. just in case i ever wanted to do something take with on it. the road so i have the church lady's dress and wig and glasses and um you should, you maybe could, twice a year i wear it yeah, for a day you could run I, a superhero movie where you go into do into a phone late. booth and come out as church lady. <laughs> you walk in i wish the church lady was here to fix this you go hang on you go in there wow they're like oh my god church well the lady. church lady is funny to me because it's condescension and being patronizing and passive aggressive is a funny attitude so she would say well 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 we kept the dress we want to be the lady but we're not 
you know, just a fun rhythm. I do like you can get do your voice like that. Do give me like some that. lady. No, you well, well, well. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. Look what, oh. Look, look what the cat dragged Apparently in. we don't Apparently we, we don't, don't love, love Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, there you go. Apparently we punch people when we try to solve our problems. You already do it better than I did. That's no, you, <laughs> your voice, I never see it coming. Your voice goes so different when you do well, these impressions. Well, 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 We've got a little podcast. <sighs> we got to fly on the wall. We want to swat him. Listeners are going, what is this and how do we turn it off? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners are going, how did my question turn into this? But how that's come what happens not a kill here. switch? You, okay, you so. ask a question, get fucked. Uh, all right, thanks. Thanks, Colin. Colin Mack. This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free wherever you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13, executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 